I also want to put in here what seems random but will make sense. And that is that France and England during this time believed that February was mating season for birds. <laughs> Come again now. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it one more again. Come again. February was mating season for the birds. Welcome back to the Bug and Rug Podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And once again, we are bringing you a story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully by the end of it, we will also be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. Only time will tell indeed. Yes. Only time (laughs) will tell. (laughs) You know what we didn't? You know what we didn't? cover you know we did not have a story for Hmm. and now i'm looking back and i'm disappointed in our negligence of groundhog's day oh beans you know it came and went and i hadn't even thought about it but i will not let another opportunity pass me by i won't allow it i've come prepared groundhog's day no more (laughs) Please don't joke. We're going to spit my Gatorade everywhere. We're sponsored. No, we're not. (laughs) Definitely not. Gatorade would take one look at us and be like, no, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. No. Sportball? Sportball, what's that? Uh, No, but you're absolutely right. We let Groundhog's Day pass us by, but... I let it slip through my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, oh, the Mulan quotes. Breaking them out today, huh? It is Chinese New Year. We let Chinese New Year pass us by. Wait, well, when, when, when? This week. Oh. Dang it. Last week. I really dropped the ball on that one, huh, with my story. We dropped a lot of sport balls. Gatorade. <laughs> Dropping sport balls. No, I don't think they'd like that. <laughs> There's your new advert right there. <laughs> there it is, Gatorade. But Valentine's Day, you think that you have it covered, huh? I do, I do. And I say that because it was last week. Um, we're recording before Valentine's Day, but we're reposting after Valentine's Day. Yes. And I realized that we've had the opportunity to talk about some holidays and their origins on our podcast, such as, you know, Halloween mm-hmm. with Samhain, mm-hmm. and then some different winter holidays that probably played into Christmas as we know it here in America today. Absolutely. Um, But Valentine's Day, I was like, I wonder what that's about. And so I went back and started Valentine's Day, huh? I wonder what that shit's about. (laughs) What is that about? I pulled a Cindy Lou Who. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) When are you coming? Is that it? I know. It's where are you Christmas? (laughs) Where are you Valentine's Day? Why can't I find you? (laughs) 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 What did you say? Listen, you guys watched The Grinch without me this year, so. Did we? Yes. I'm sorry. 
I told you we could, we could watch The Grinch anytime. Let's watch it again. Anyway. Anyway, uh, yes, I pulled a Cindy Lou Who, uh, and I went back and I said, you know what, I'm going to figure out the, the true meaning of Valentine's Day. Or at least where it came from. Hopefully. Sure. Um, and as I was going through, I the realized that what I... <laughs> I realized... <laughs> in order to get to the get to the root of the problem with yeah. Valentine's Day... <laughs> I would need. <laughs> What's the problem with Valentine's Day? Because I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Fair point. And we missed Groundhog's Fair, Day. Yeah. We and we missed Chinese, Chinese New Year. Year. And now I'm emotional. Yeah. And I'm crying because I'm laughing so hard. But to get to the root of Valentine's Day after doing this research, I really feel like I needed a bulletin board with a lot of red string. Okay. So what I'm going to do. Red for Valentine's Day. Red for Valentine's Day. Yes, absolutely. Um, one of the many wonderful colors that it brings to us all on the same side of the color palette. But I'm not going to get into that today. <laughs> all different shades of red. <laughs> it's different very, hues. It's very um, one dimensional. <laughs> That's not why we're here. We're here because Valentine's Day is much more complicated than I think most people think. Um, for example, if I ask you where you think Valentine's Day came from. What would you say? Not that I think you're one-dimensional, but I think you probably have a popular opinion, so please. Ooh, <laughs> I'm multi-dimensional. Wow. I'm a fully realized creation. Um, um, St. Valentine. Yeah, so that is the widely known origin um, of Valentine's Day. Right, he or she or they... Went into the laboratory mm-hmm. and created... Accidentally l- added a secret ingredient. <laughs> Chemical Valentine X. V. And a little cherub babies sprouted when the electricity was placed into the different body parts that he had sewn together. And thus the Cupid Puff boys were born <laughs> using their ultra superpowers. And now they want everybody to fall in love. Uh, yeah. No. Here's the thing. We're going to get to St. Valentine. We are. Because that's a widely popular Yeah, that's the only one I know of. As to where this all started. But I guess that's the only one, like, I assume because, all uh, like, a lot of other holidays are because of religious reasons. Right, yeah. Christianity um, came through and... Basically, uh, took over took over every every other pagan religion or whatever, and just kind of like swallowed them up and incorporated them into that. So now Valentine's Day is a a day to show our love to Jesus. Yep, (laughs) got it in one. I don't even need to do this. No, we're gonna get to St. Valentine. Like I said, right now, where I want to start is where we're eventually going to end. And I know that sounds weird, but we're gonna follow the red string. Full circle. We're gonna come full circle around the board, okay? So before we get to St. Valentine, we need to talk about the fir- the reason that I brought up this in the first place. Yeah. Um, it was because where the question came from. Where the original question came from is because I saw on a TikTok um, people that were saying basically that. Hallmark created Valentine's Day. This Do you is want to know very... something? Hold on, just really quick. When I was researching um, Christmas legends, there's a conspiracy theory that Hallmark or no, 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 that Coke or Pepsi invented Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. The so the... I feel like it's similar. Big corporations exactly buying it, trying to get us to buy all their stuff 
right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, why? We could just handwrite notes on pieces of paper. We could. But this conspiracy states that Hallmark created Valentine's Day just like they did Grandparents' Day, Secretary's Day, Boss's Day, and a few others in order to sell their cards. Yeah. And now Hallmark has become, um, they use Valentine's Day has become the second most popular card giving day really? in the calendar year. Behind Christmas? Behind Christmas. Would you care to guess what's third? Oh, goodness gracious. It's a holiday? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mother's Day. Yes. Third? Fourth? I don't... Fa- I was going to say... Father's Day? Father's Day? Fifth? <laughs> Easter. Yes. Sixth? Gang, gang! Oh, um, well, the rest aren't really in order, so I'll give it oh, to okay. you. Halloween, Thanksgiving, and St. Patrick's Day follow behind. Okay, those. yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, birthdays don't count because they're kind of sporadic, but yeah. it's like a singular day. Yeah. It goes. Um, Christmas... Valentine's Day, which is what we're talking about. I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> Mother's Day, Father's Day, Easter, Halloween, Thanksgiving, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, because you don't really give... Thanksgiving and Halloween and stuff, you don't, like, send cards usually unless they're, like, funny. Right. Like, we get cards yeah. from, like, Mom and Dad and Grandma K, but, like, Christmas and stuff, you send Christmas cards to people. Exactly. Like, that's a thing. So Hallmark says on their website that they sell 145 million Valentine's cards each year, not including packaged Valentine's for just for this holiday. Dang. They also say that this year they have available 3,300 different types of Valentine's Day cards. And this would lead a lot of people to believe, like, they're making so much money, why don't we say they invented it? Yeah, well, like, even a dollar a card, like... Which it's more than that, usually. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, even a dollar card, that's... $145 million. million. Right, exactly, exactly. That's not even given into the fancy ones. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would say, you know, I can totally see why people think this, especially if they don't take time to research how far back Valentine's Day goes. True. But Hallmark actually opened in 1910, and they started selling Valentine's Day cards in 1913, three years after the company was founded. So, therefore, they may not be the original... The original originators. Right. <laughs> but. They definitely gave it a push, I feel like. They definitely make a lot of money off yeah. of it. Yeah. They definitely made they probably, it what it is Yeah, today. it's like they probably, not that people didn't celebrate or it wasn't a thing before, but they probably were like the starters of like, oh, you're not going to buy your significant other something for Valentine's Day? How rude. How rude. Yeah. And then yeah. it just became a thing. And I have some other stats for you that I just was surprised at because I found them on the same article. I went to the Hallmark page second to see if this was true because the first article I read said um, basically the same numbers. They're a little more out of date. Those numbers I gave you are from 2018. Yeah. These ones, the other ones were from 2016. But they also said that um, in 2018, the average person spent $143 in preparation for Valentine's Day. What? Um, Additionally, $1.6 million is spent on candy each year. 224 million roses are, quote, murdered. And $4.4 billion is spent on jewelry for Valentine's Day each year. Oh, my God. So it's a big, it's a cash cow. It's a big heart-shaped cash cow. Yeah. Uh, But they didn't invent it. So if they didn't. Who did? Then who did? So now we come to St. Valentine. Right. So this is the most popular theory that St. Valentine could have done this. Um, 
could have done this. Oh, he could have done this. <laughs> so could have done this. <laughs> um, the Catholic Church recognizes several Saint Valentines or Valentinus, Valentinus, and even a Pope by the name of Valentine. Therefore, we need to make a distinction that Who the namesake is? would be Saint Valentine of Rome. Okay. There's a problem with that. There are three that I could find. <laughs> oh no! That could possibly be the Saint Valentine of Rome that they connect back to Valentine's Day. Sure. So, the first one was about, named Valentine was a priest during the 3rd century when Rome was ruled by Emperor Claudius II. This Roman emperor sought out, uh, he thought that single men made better soldiers and those with wives and families were worse soldiers. They don't want to fight as hard because they had a family back home they Basically, didn't get to. Yeah, and, and they were distracted. They didn't want to leave their widows staring out the window longing for their safe return. Which they wouldn't if they were widowed. They wouldn't come back ever. Yeah, but what if they didn't know? Unless they're all the Dread Pirate Roberts. What if they didn't know? They didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know. So he pro- prohibited young men from getting married at one point in time. Oh. He was like, no one gets married. Can um, you do that? Apparently he could. He was a Roman <laughs> emperor. So uh, Valentine, this priest Valentine, believed that this was unjust and he would perform secret marriages for the young lovers. Aw, how romantic. It's very sweet. Uh, when his actions were discovered, though, the emperor ordered that he be imprisoned and put to death. Oh, God. So now we're going to go to Valentine number two. <laughs> no. This is like a like a dating game show. Number two. St. Valentine number two. Come on down. Come on down. Contestant Valentine number two. So some argue that the holiday is named after St. Valentine of Terni, T-E-R-N-I, who is a bishop. He was also prosecuted by and put to death by Emperor Claudius II. So the same guy. Not the same, same emperor. Yeah, same emperor. That's what Different I Different Valentine. Yeah. Popular. Man, this Catholic emperor is name. killing a bunch of religious leaders. Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. I don't mm. think they got along. And then the last saintly theory is that the third Valentine could have been responsible and he was put to death for helping Christians escape from Roman prisons where they were being beaten and tortured. <laughs> Not the same emperor, though, I don't think, but I don't know. Still, they didn't have a good relationship. Absolutely not. So regardless, one of these Valentines spurred this following legend. The okay. following legend. Okay, the following legend that you're about to read in poem form. No, absolutely not. Dang it. it. The poem is later. <laughs> Calm down. I'm excited for the it's poem. It's a little treat. Yeah. It's a little treat. I'm not reading all 700 lines of it, but it's a treat. Oh, God. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so uh, one of these Valentines began tutoring the jailer's blind daughter during his imprisonment. So the guy who ran, ran the jail, he had a daughter. She was blind. and um, During one of the St. Valentine's prison? One, well, they all became saints. Yeah. But supposedly only one of them is part of the story I'm about to tell you. But we don't know which one. But, I, but we don't know which one. Okay. So. So Valentine the Mysterious started tutoring this jailer's blind daughter. Yes. I got it. I zoned out for two seconds, and you lost me there, but I got it. It's because it's really, it's the red streak. You went right. <laughs> I, I took a left, and you went right. <laughs> exactly. You zigged, and I said, I <laughs> Zag on him. So, uh, the girl and Valentine in question, and the Valentine in question fell in love, and her sight was restored. Okay. Uh, listen, we're not gonna, it's already complicated. <laughs> Don't question me. <laughs> Some resources say they fell in love. Some say they just, he had such love for her. For her. That her sight was restored. 
Oh, but, my question, I was just worried about how old she was, but I'm sure that's not part of the Scientists and experts get degree, right? <laughs> then again, I mean, 12-year-olds got married back in back in this time. Yeah, it was just still I don't gross. know. I don't know. I don't know. So, okay. before the Valentine in question was put to death, he wrote the girl a loving goodbye letter and signed it from your Valentine. I hope she knew which of the three we were talking about. Stop it. <laughs> um, but that's where we get the expression for today's greeting cards, supposedly. Yeah, from your Valentine. Oh. If this theory is the key. Then that's we, sad. It's very sad. <laughs> None of what we're going to talk. Did you think this was a happy podcast? <laughs> did you think that we came here to talk about joyous matters? <laughs> You're right, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Why is that the sad part when you've already told me that three people have been murdered? Murdered, please. Murdered, I'm Beheaded. so sorry. But that's fine. <laughs> so, if this story is the key, then we celebrate February 14th as Valentine's Day, or St. Valentine's Day, because they think that's likely when the Valentine in question was put to death, in 270 AD. 270 AD. Supposedly. Okay, okay. Now, St. Valentine is the patron today of the lives of lovers, of course. Right. But also for... Um, Not fighters. <laughs> no. <laughs> but for beekeepers, epilepsy, the plague, fainting, and traveling. <laughs> Which we knew the epilepsy one because you did an episode... Um, yeah, it was the dancing plague. The dancing plague, right? And mm-hmm. some people blamed St. Valentine or... Um, Thought the hysteria led to trying to please St. Valentine. Yeah. Because... Beekeepers was the one that threw me. I'm not going to lie. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I checked several sources to make sure that was true. But we do was. need to show bees a little more love. So, it makes sense. Bee... My, my Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say be more involved in Valentine's Day. And that's not... Why? Don't give your money to those corporations. No. So, anyway, that's... That is that theory. Okay. So, right now we have Hallmark cards and and St. Valentine on our storyboard. Right, which the story of St. Valentine's a little bit older, so I'm going to have to lean towards St. Valentine created Valentine's Day. (laughs) That is what I would lead, that's what I've led you to believe thus far. No! No! So there is a darker, some say darker, some say a little more wild theory that Valentine's Day was actually... A Christianized version of the pagan holiday Lupercalia. L U P E R C A L I A. I don't know what it is, but it sounds like a good time. Listen, (laughs) when I tell you that they had a good time, we would not have had a good time. They had a good time. I don't have a good time at parties now, so. And those consist of us watching TV together. That's absolutely true. So, um, the legend that sparked Lupercalia is a little bit dark. Um, I'm gonna see if you make the make the little uh, familiar connection that I did as we go. Um, but and then I'll tell you about the celebration and festival itself. Okay. So Lupercalia. This is what started Lupercalia. This is the legend of why do we celebrate Lupercalia? Lupercalia. Right. So Lupercalia was an ancient Roman festival celebrated each year on the 15th of February. No one knows the exact date of the origin of Lupercalia, but is believed to date back to the 6th century BC. Oh, okay. So way before St. Valentine. Valentine. Now the legend states that King Amulius, A-M-U-L-I-U-S, ordered that his twin nephews, 
Romulus and Remus be thrown into the Tiber River and drown in 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 retribution in retribution for their mother's broken vow of celibacy. Okay, he's their uncle. So I don't really understand. I don't know exactly what happened there. But she wasn't supposed to be doing the do, and she did the did, and then he said no. He said, mm, kill him. <laughs> I mean, that's why he's happened. Right. So uh, they were ordered to be taken to the river and drown. A servant, I think the one responsible for doing the deed, uh, was supposed to kill the boys, took pity on them, placed them in a basket on the river, and uh, floated them downstream. Go ahead, say it. This it's is what Prince I'm... Prince of Egypt. It's very Prince of Egypt. <laughs> okay. Because they believed also in a river god. Sure. So they believed that the river god carried the basket downriver until with it became... With both twins. With both twins. Okay. Big basket. Or small babies. Maybe both. Down the river... Was it bigger than a bread box? <laughs> the legend says that the river god carried the basket downriver until it became caught in the branches of a wild fig tree. The brothers were then rescued from the water by a she-wolf who cared for them in her den at the base of Palantine Hill. Palantine Hill. Yes. Okay. Which would be... A she-wolf as in, like, a a female wolf, not Shakira. Scientists and experts have yet to agree. (laughs) Shakira, Shakira. She might be a lizard person and might date back to the 6th century BC herself. But... Um, a couple things to note about this. Uh, female wolf, yes. Palatine Hill is the site that Rome, or the future Rome, would be built on by Romulus and Remus. Nice. The twins were later adopted by a shepherd and his wife. They went on to grow up learning their shepherd dad's trade. Um, and then of being a shepherd. Of being a shepherd. <laughs> shepherd dad's trade. Whatever that was. <laughs> their father's footsteps. Well, okay, so here's I don't want to be a shepherd, Dad. I take it's that your back. dream, not mine. <laughs> the problem is, they said they followed in their dad's footsteps. I'm assuming they mean shepherd dad and not bio dad because I don't know who their bio dad is. Right. So there's babies. Okay. Anyway, we uh, got maybe it. Maybe their wolf dad. I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> they grew up. They got. They took on someone's trade. They went on to kill their uncle, who tried to kill them. Oh, okay. Yeah, swerve on him, right? Wait, how did they find out that they... It... Listen. They just knew. If I had more details, <laughs> I would tell you. That's why I stopped my question. This is, like, what we've got. They figured out that their uncle tried to kill... They were they raised were adopted. by wolves. I, the river god told them. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Okay, yeah. We'll go with that. Or the, or the wolf Or knew. the wolf did. They loved wolves. The wolves were like a big sure. thing. They killed their uncle. They killed their uncle. Then they went back to the den of the she-wolf the she-wolf who raised them and named it Looper Cow. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what this means, but they did worship a fertility god named Lupercus. So I'm assuming... Okay, they named her like, after Looper. Yeah, sure. All kind of connected. Sure. So Romulus and Remus would then found Rome... At the base of Palatine Hill, where the den was, and start a traditional celebration of Lupercalia to honor the she-wolf and the fertility and the fertility goddess Lupercus. Okay, so well, it could have been like Lupercus is a fertility god. This wolf that they now named Lupercus was our mom. So. Well, yeah, what mm-hmm. raised us, right. saved us, and raised us, kind of thing. So I think kind of 
Similar. So they started celebrating this, and then I'm assuming Rome was built on the hill. And so Rome just kind of started celebrating it. Well, they made Rome, so they made everything. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So these, this festival that was birthed from this legend yeah. had some interesting rituals. The day began at Lupercal Cave, where the she-wolf raised them. Yeah. Uh, with the sacrifice of one or more male goats to represent fertility and a dog to represent pur- purification. Sure. Sure. Mm. The <laughs> sacrifices were performed by the Roman priests known as Luperci, or Luperci, okay. L-U-P-E-R-C-I. Two of the Luperci would then strip naked and have their foreheads smeared in the blood from the sacrifice. The blood would then be removed with a piece of milk-soaked cloth. As the men laughed. You know why I know I wouldn't really get along with in these kind of celebrations is because we can't watch like New Orleans 911 without me almost passing out on the couch because someone broke their leg and you can see their bones sticking out. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't really care for the smearing of blood on anything. Just going to put that out there. Not even a, a male priest who's laughing hysterically. <laughs> even if he likes es- it. You know what? Especially not them. <laughs> I think that'd be worse. <laughs> it was... It, they did this. Yeah. No one knows quite why. Why not? The celebration would then continue. Everyone would sit down to a feast... Once everyone ate their fill, the Luperci would cut strips known as throngs or februa, F-B-R-U-A, from the goat hide and dip it in the blood. They would then run, either naked or almost naked, through the city, whipping any woman within striking distance. Many of the women welcomed the lashes because they thought if they got hit with that, they would be extra fertile the next year. Okay. So they would actually... I mean, um, it's celebrating the fertility goddess. So she likes the celebration. She's going to bless everybody yes. who is involved. Yes, it's supposed to be a blessing. Right. To be whipped Someone by these... Someone tried to whip me. I turn off. Bloody Nothing goat in the face. Sure. At least they didn't make goat jerky out of it. I'm sh- Maybe that's what they ate at the feast. I'm not entirely sure. But many of the women would like... I don't know what it says. They would leave pieces of skin open to be whipped. Oh, they just so like, I don't flash know if they would them. like flash them, hit their belly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but they they supposedly enjoyed the whipping, and it wasn't like it was like a little strip. of Yeah, blood. it's not like gonna it's like hit tear them up. Yeah, right. It wasn't supposedly right. painful. I don't know how hard they hit them though. So who knows? Don't hit women. Yeah. <laughs> don't hit anybody. Don't hit, hey, don't hit anybody. Unless it's in self-defense. Correct. <laughs> so, they, like I said, they consider this a fertility rite, but it's not known for certain what the lashes themselves represented. Okay. Or if it was just like, get some goat blood on you. Yeah, well, you got whipped with the sacrifice to the fertility goddess, yeah. so it has to be important Right, like, I don't think the last, just you getting hit is like, I was a part of it, I touched yeah. the sacred animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They just don't know why they did it in this way. Why not? Sure. You got a better way? No, absolutely not. <laughs> During Lupercalia, the women of the town would place their names in a big urn in the city, and bachelors would randomly choose a name from the jar. 
That person that was chosen would be their date for the duration of the festival. They would then often stay together until the following February 15th. Many of them even fell in love and got married. What is this? The Goblet of Fire? (laughs) Listen. This whole thing was so wild. They did it every year. I like it. The holiday isn't exactly mainstream today, but we have taken some symbolism from Lupercalia, intentionally or not. So the article sacrifice goats. What? Well, some, <laughs> some places do. Um, the article, one of the articles I read, said that we use red and white for our Valentine's Day celebrations because it's like the red and white of Lupercalia. The red was the blood of sacrifice and fertility, and the white from the milk that they used to wash it off um, was representative of new life and protection. My God. Okay. Who knew those colors were so deep? Wow. All on one side of the color. I will never see it, like, ever, different. What about pink? They don't talk about that, but we can talk about pink later if you want. I will <laughs> stinks. I almost did a whole story on the color pink. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe not. Nobody wants to hear this. Maybe me. not. Maybe we'll post that on the side. It's going to be like your rant about cats. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. we just, like. Oh, I absolutely discuss cats with you. So since this holiday was a little wild. Cats a musical. And cats, the animal. Willing to discuss any cats. <laughs> any and all cats. Yeah. So since this holiday was a little wild and a lot pagan, some believe that St. Valentine's Day was placed in February on purpose in an effort to Christianize the celebration. So some people think that St. Valentine didn't necessarily die on February 14th. Okay. And that... Oh, they put it around the same day so they could be like, you can't run amok because we have a holy holiday that you must be respectful of. Participate in this? What goobers. Okay. Also, as time went on, I don't know where this is in my notes, but I, it's in my resources. Um, As time went on, the men became less naked. They would like wear more clothing and the women, instead of like, Exposing their skin would just hold out their hands for the whipping, which I think is more convenient. Boo! Yeah, but you're just holding your hand out. It's like um, when you make a tunnel on either side and somebody runs through when you come out on the basketball court and you like high five everybody as you go down. <laughs> yeah, but that's not that's not as that's not to... as fun as everyone being naked. <laughs> I was I had. A line in here that was like, well, now I'm definitely not participating or something. Like, something just really crude. And I was like, mom and dad listen to this podcast. (laughs) Okay, so obviously, because God forbid we show our shoulders. Scandalous. Scandalous. Can't show your ankles. Those are too sexy. Ankles are the devil's work. (laughs) The devil created ankles. The devil created... Ankles and deviled eggs, and for that, you will be punished. (laughs) All the people say amen. (laughs) Amen. A woman. A a person. A person. Hmm. (laughs) Anyway, we've got off on a tangent. Another red string, Dad, to my board. (laughs) Okay, so it became Christianized. The Catholic Church, I'm assuming, said, whoa, 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 Kimosabi. Mm-hmm. Slow roll. Yeah, they're like, 
we have a saint for this. Yeah. Well, not for this. <laughs> <laughs> we already celebrate somebody. We have a saint time. that we're going to put here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I don't know if you've realized, but if we start with this, there's not really romance involved. It's kind of like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, but it's the goddess of fertility, which I guess is. Right, but it wasn't like, oh, It's like a matchmaking sweet. day, kind of. Go with me here. It's not like, oh, let's be sweet. Right, right. <laughs> right, there's no, like, courting. There's no courting. It's pulling it out of a jar. And that's who you have to spend the rest. What if you hated them? It doesn't matter. Right, okay. There's no courting. That's your person. Right, arranged marriage. It, it, arranged yes, dating. It was like... It was like a lottery, kind mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. It was weird. And then St. Valentine's Day was not necessarily meant to be romantic. Right, because it was just the love of their friendship. Right, and that story, as I'm about to tell you, may or may not be true. Oh. <laughs> so St. <Saint> Valentine's <laughs> I know. So St. Valentine, the three of them, and however many there were. They made it up? Theirs are real. Okay. But... The story about um, him writing the letter could be true. It could be stretched. The problem is that in 1375, Geoffrey Chaucer, Chaucer the writer, was like big on the scene and was... He wrote the Canterbury Tales and some other things we had to read in. Wait, isn't it Bill Burnham who's like... What song is it where he's like... He sings something and he goes, Chaucer, Keats, you know them. Yeah. Is that Bivardo? Yes, okay. but you don't know them. Uh, no, I don't, but I... <laughs> he wrote a lot of lit- literature. Literature? A the lot factory. of which... Gonna burn down the factory? The factory? Okay, so he wrote a lot he of wrote, literature. He wrote a lot of literature. And what he liked to do was take real historical figures and kind of give them a little bit of spice. No! So he made up this story? We don't know. I don't know. Let me tell you what I do know. And then we'll kind of go from there. Oh, God. So, um, in 1375, St. Valentine's Day existed, but only to celebrate the martyrs who then became saints. Right. It was a strictly religious holiday. Right. There wasn't any real, like, swooning romance involved. Right. During this time, um, France and England were, like, crazy about St. Valentine. They were mm-hmm. like, he's a hero. He was sympathetic towards people. Yeah. Like, they just loved him. And sure. also, the dancing sickness. He seemed like a good guy. Yeah. Was, like, Middle Ages sure. times. So, with all that in mind, I also want to put in here what seems random but will make sense. And that is that France and England, during this time, believed that February was mating season for birds. <laughs> Come again now. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it one more again. Come again. February was mating season for the birds. Okay. okay. Now, Jaboy Chaucer, not your boy, loved birds. <laughs> he loved just writing these wild things. Okay. And I don't know exactly what you call historical his fiction. Yes, basically, he would take real historical people and he'd put them. Into his works and say, well, he said this, or this happened to them. Mm-hmm. So, he wrote a poem that was 700 lines and called Parliament of the Fowls. Now, it's meeting of the birds. That's what it is. So, the, the poem is written in a type 
of literary style that I don't understand, but basically, the main character... There's a narrator... Is it ABA? Is it ABBA? Or is it... <laughs> it's not a haiku. That's all I know. That's it. That's all you're getting. Okay. Because I don't know. <laughs> there's a narrator, and then the main character has a dream. Okay. And most of what happens is in this dream. Sure. And then they wake up at the end. Okay. Okay, that's kind of the literary style. I think it's called, like, dream vision. I don't know. That might be... DreamWorks. Pictures. Ah! <laughs> okay. So, the the gist of the story... There's too much to explain. Let me sum up. The gist of the story is the main character falls asleep and ends up going to... Being taken to the Pearly Gates and then to um, Dante's Inferno area... And ends up sitting in on a parliament of birds, where all these birds are coming together because sure. Mother Nature is saying, pick your mates. Oh, okay. And there's a part about there's three eagles and male eagles, and they're trying to get a female eagle to choose them. They're like, no, pick me, no, pick me. And she's like, I don't really know if I pick any of you. And Mother Nature was like, wait till next year. Because she's a lesbian And supposedly eagle. that has to do with female eagles don't reach maturity until one year of age. I don't know. But <laughs> there was a really deep rabbit hole that needed a whole other bullet. Sure. Board. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We don't. But the point is, in the poem, um, Mother Nature and St. Valentine and the birds, all these birds are mentioned by Chaucer. And um, he basically says that on February 14th, the birds and humans come together to find their mates. And this is the first time this, that statement is ever written down. Okay. So, he says this. I'm going to give you four lines of this very long poem. St. Valentine's mentioned four times, but I'll give you this excerpt. You know that that on St. Valentine's Day, by my statue and through my governance, you come to choose and then fly your way, your mates, as I I your desires enhance. So, basically, Mother Nature is saying, you come together on this day and you pick your... and you pick your mates yeah. to spend the year with because yeah. I say so. Right. And it also talks about autonomy because the female is like, I don't want any of them. And so he made a, autonomy and being able to choose yes or no to your sure. mate very important. But this is the first time that romance has been Saint involved. Valentine's Day has been involved. Right. Okay. Written down. Right. So people think, well, did Chaucer just make up the whole romantic side of Valentine's Day? Because he wanted birds to f- Well, this is where we get the term lovebirds. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so he invented lovebirds, and some people think he invented this connection between St. Valentine and romance. Right. But, but I don't, but I can't, it's never clear. Sure. Sure. And now we're going to bring it back full circle. Okay. So after this, Chaucer's 1315. So several years later, we begin seeing Valentine greeting cards grow in popularity. The first several years later after this. After, after Chaucer. Okay. So in 1415, mm-hmm. which would be 30, 40 years later, the first... Written Valentine on record was recorded. Oh. So, Charles, Duke of Orleans, wrote to his wife while imprisoned in the Tower of London for war crimes. Um, and this is supposed to be, like, the first Valentine. And I think okay. that document still exists. Sure. 
A few years later after that, King Henry V hired a writer named James, named John Lydgate, L-Y-D-G-A-T-E, to compose a Valentine note to Catherine of Valois, V-A-L-O-I-S. Valois. Valois. Americans began exchanging Valentine cards in the 1700s. Esther A. Howland began selling mass-produced Valentines in the 1840s, which made her mother of the Valentine. Oh. Her works were, like, beautiful lace, handcrafted, ribbons, bows, bright colors. Like, she, like, did the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that brings us to 1913, when... She started Hallmark. She didn't, but (laughs) she started Hallmark before Hallmark was Hallmark. (laughs) But... Hallmark didn't come into being until all of those other things had passed. So, so the conspiracy theory that Hallmark made Valentine's Day is... Invalid. Right. They just... Perpetuated. Monopolized it? Yes, they monopolized it. You're absolutely right. Is that the right word? Them and Chaucer. Wait, but... (laughs) You can't tell me he didn't make a lot of money. I'm sure, I'm sure. Interesting. Fear bird on bird. Don't do that. <laughs> We've never kissed. <laughs> we don't kiss ever. Interesting. So, although St. Valentine is the most popular theory, um, I really think that Lupercalia predates it. Yeah. And that Hallmark has just perpetuated the whole idea of Valentine's Day being romantic, which Chaucer yeah. made up. Yeah, I mean, once it becomes commercialized and everything. Do you see why I needed so much registry? Yes. It may, it, I, I get it, though. So I give you, what, a conspiracy, some beheadings, um, sacrifices, mm-hmm. a poem? Yeah. It really had it all. It had it all. A, sh- a, a sh- wolf raising two small boys from infancy? The Prince of Egypt. The Prince of Egypt? Oh, original. The OG Prince of Egypt. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, I know that we're not great at history, but the fact that so many of these things have to come together to make Valentine's Day what what it is now is just like... Okay, but why would we need to know this for history? How Rome was founded? (laughs) I don't know. It sounds more important than it probably is. Pshaw. 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 I don't need that. When in Rome, we'll worry about it then. (gasps) Hold on. Although, it would have been helpful if I would have maybe studied a history a little bit more, because then I already would have known all this stuff. But then, if I would have studied history uh, more, and I would have known all this stuff, then we wouldn't be having this special moment that we are right now. Yeah, I wouldn't have the chance to enlighten you about... Maybe we should have studied, studied literature a little better as well. Yeah. I don't know much about poem structure. Me neither. I don't know much about anything, But really. I've learned a little bit about... Lover birds and the saint of bees. Chaucer. The birds and the bees, if you will. I, I, the birds and the bees. <laughs> I mean, technically, we did learn about birds, and we did learn that St. Valentine is the keeper of bees. <gasps> He's the keeper of the birds and the bees. Yeah. It makes so much sense. It makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but you know what? When we were taught about the birds and the bees, I didn't learn any of this. No, I didn't learn about Hey, mom and dad. <laughs> the foundation of Rome at all. Where was the, where was the founding of Rome in our birds and bees talk, huh? 
Nowhere. Nowhere. It was nowhere. Nothing about literature. <laughs> nothing about Hallmark. And nothing about Rome. What does she say? I'm going to build a hat factory where a hat factory ought to be. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. She does it so good. The factory? Factory. Anywho, 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 anywho. Anyway, I feel, I hope that all of this red string aside just kind of gives you, to me, Valentine's Day seems like so much more. Now. Valentine's Day doesn't come from a store. (laughs) Valentine's Day, I thought, means a little bit more. My heart grew three sizes this episode. (laughs) Oh, man. No, it was fascinating. I didn't know. I mean... Obviously, like, I knew who St. Valentine... Like, I knew St. Valentine was a person, mm-hmm. right? But did you know there were multiple of him? No, I mean, the only thing I knew is, like, oh, Valentine's Day? Mm, gotta be St. Valentine. <laughs> right? I mean... Yeah. That's pretty much it. Sure. Yeah. And that's what most people stuff. think. That's what I thought. Yeah. I don't even know if I thought that. Yeah. Well, I believed the Hallmark thing for a second. <laughs> for a second. And then you learned about... What's the celebration called? Lupercalia. Lupercalia. I'm it sorry. It's like I'm... leprechaun. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm often saying it wrong. Lupercalia. Any, I like it. I believe it. I mean, it makes sense that it was like a ritual, a celebration before, and once again, like Christianity kind of took over a little bit because that happens, and then it gets commercialized a little bit. Like, like it makes whoa, sense. Whoa, whoa, a little what bit are you every... doing? Yeah, <laughs> these people have epilepsy. <laughs> St. Valentine. Stop what you're doing. Sting them with bees. <laughs> I don't think. No, hang on. <laughs> yes. Yes. If St. Valentine was blamed for the dancing plague, I can see how relatively he could be blamed for this. For Lupercalia. Oh, I guess. Like, they're just running around whipping people. Why not, know. though? But sting them with bees? <laughs> That's taking it too far. That's a little bit too far. <laughs> oh my goodness. Great story. I learned a lot. I don't think that... I don't think this story is going to keep me up at night. The only way it's going to keep me up at night is because now I'm very fascinated that I didn't know all of this. Yeah. And it's going to be buzzing... It's going to be buzzing around my ah. brain. But I'm more fascinated than creeped out. And if you really want to know, Cupid is based off of a Greek god who is supposedly very handsome and would push people together in love. But we turned him into a little chubby baby. <laughs> we turned him into a little chubby baby. Said, forget that. Chubby babies are cute. <laughs> but next year we'll go more into detail on that and we might even catch Groundhog's Day. Yes. Chinese New Year. And yes. All the things that Hallmark... I need a calendar that says like all celebrations i think hallmark has on their website they had so they said go to their website and they have a holiday calendar i'm boycotting hallmark no, why I'm just kidding, why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> i typed in hallmark holiday calendar and i got holiday occasions month february birthstone amethyst flower violet thanks hallmark <laughs> anyway we'll look it up and we'll catch the next oh holiday. here it is if you really want Next week, you can do a story on Ash Wednesday. (laughs) No, thank you. Just kidding, that's this week. (laughs) Just missed it. Oh, (laughs) Oh, drats. You're also missing President's Day. Oh, well, we could do a story on President's Day. 
but I'm missing it. Anyway, anywho, it doesn't matter. Thank you guys for listening. If you've ever celebrated Lupercalia or Valentine's Day, let us know. You can email us, bairpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out Whitney's resources for this story on our website, bugandarug.podbean.com. You can check out pictures on Facebook, uh, just Bug and a Rug. You can also check out pictures on our Instagram and Twitter. They are at BIR Podcast. You can listen to this. You're probably listening right now, aren't you? <laughs> on oh, many God, platforms. Oh, <laughs> Tell your friends they can many listen. Many times. Tell your friends they can listen on multiple platforms. Yeah. Um, also, one of my resources is a link to Chaucer's poem, Parliament of the Fowls. Yeah. So um, if you want to look at that, you can Google it or you can look at the resources. Yeah. And abs- read all 700 lines. Or control F and type in Valentine like I did. <laughs> read all 700 lines, memorize it, recite it back to me. You will get a sticker. Uh, analyze it, and I want a summary on my desk by Monday. <laughs> I want a full data analysis on what type of poem it is. Statistical analysis of how many lines. I told you 700, there's a hint. I think it's time to go. We gotta get out of here. Unless you have anything else you would like to say. You better not know. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.